Hi everybody! During the months of March and April, we are highlighting the work of Rios to Rivers in our community effort to showcase organizations who are working towards social justice, environmental action, and more inclusive public lands. Rios to Rivers inspires the protection of rivers worldwide by investing in underserved and indigenous youth who are intimately connected to their local waters and support them in their development as the next generation of environmental stewards. Founded in 2012, Rios to Rivers programs have connected 234 underserved and indigenous students from 20 endangered river basins in seven countries. The programs have included students and community leaders from 21 indigenous nations. Rios to Rivers envisions a world in which youth who are intimately connected to their local waters and tribal communities are equipped to become the next generation of passionate leaders for healthy rivers and communities. Make monthly charitable giving a trend in your life in 2024 and help to support Rios to Rivers this March and April. Visit the link in our Instagram bio for more information. Hello and welcome to Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. If you're joining us for the first time, Trail Mix is the short format episodes of our show. While our long format episodes explore one hiking trail in one national park, one park at a time, Trail Mix allows us to dive deeper into things we didn't get to cover in our long format episodes. That's right. And this Trail Mix episode is all about the science of badlands. We've spent a considerable amount of time in Badlands this past season, from Badlands National Park to parts of Theodore Roosevelt National Park. So what do you know about the land that is considered to be Badlands? Well, I do know that there's quite a bit of... um, Something I remember is that it's... A lot of it was underwater Mm -hmm. at one point in time. I remember that. What I do know about Badlands is that they are constantly evolving Mm -hmm. as far as like with erosion. Like Mm -hmm. anytime there's wind or anytime there's rain, the Badlands change. Mm -hmm. I do know that it is okay to like actually walk and climb on Badlands. Like Mm -hmm. it's not like a situation at another park when you have to stay on a trail. Right. It's not like there are small like um, cultures or ecosystems that are like trying to develop off trail. Or right. In the landscape. And I know that Badlands made for great um, hunting areas, uh, particularly for indigenous people, because they were able to create a circumstance where a buffalo could just go off of a cliff right. versus having to like, uh, and that like creating a natural death essentially sure. versus having to hunt with a weapon. Yeah. The story of Badlands National Park and much of the Great Plains of the United States starts not as land, but as a giant inland sea that formed and was active during the Cretaceous period. The Cretaceous period spans 79 million years from about 145 million to 66 million years ago. So the very, 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 very distant past. Very. As you would imagine, unless in fact you are a creationist, the Earth looked incredibly different back then and did not include human beings, which only appeared about 2 million years ago. Sidebar, did you know that something like 41% of Americans believe that dinosaurs and humans coexisted at the same time? The American education system, everyone, designed to keep people ignorant so the wealthy educated can keep gaming the system. But I digress. Truth and disheartening facts aside, the Great Plains was covered by a giant inland sea known as the Western Interior Seaway, or WIS for short. The seaway basically divided the entirety of what we know as the United States into two separate islands. The land to the east has been dubbed Appalachia, 
and the land to the west of the WIS was dubbed Laramidia. Welcome to the stage, Laramidia. Laramidia, definitely. <laughs> Laramidia also sounds sort of like um, either a medical procedure or a bone in the body. I broke my Laramidia. I broke my ma- my Laramidia is <laughs> my Marilidia. My Marilidia. My Laramidia is uh, is throbbing. <laughs> The WIS formed in the late Cretaceous Epoch and stretched into the early Paleocene Epoch. The sea itself stretched from the Gulf of Mexico to the Arctic Ocean with a modestly shallow depth of 2,500 feet and a max width of 600 miles. In comparison, the max depth of the Pacific Ocean is about 36,000 feet, whereas its average depth is a much more modest 13,000 feet. So 2,500 feet is a pretty shallow depth in comparison. This ocean was believed to be fairly warm and tropical, and it supported a large variety of prehistoric sea life. The sea, which either totally or partially covered the states of what we now know as Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Oklahoma, Texas, and Iowa, among others, was home to bony fish, sharks, birds, mollusks, and mosasaurs, a very large marine reptile, among other creatures. The sea varied and changed over time, including periods that were periodically anoxic, meaning having little to no oxygen, which meant that any dead sea life would sink to the bottom and decay slowly, which meant that these creatures would more likely be preserved as fossils. The sea itself formed due to plate tectonics, two ancient plates, the Farallon and the Kula specifically, through the process of subduction, slid below the North American plate. This caused a large basin to form, which, through a series of sea level rises in the Cretaceous period, caused the sea to fill. As plate tectonics continued to do their work in this ancient landscape, the sea itself underwent a series of changes and fluctuations until it was eventually cut off from the waters of the Arctic, Ocean, and Gulf of Mexico, and eventually disappeared altogether. This dramatic change shifted the landscape yet again, but not to the badlands that we know and see today. In fact, after the disappearance of the WIA, the Badlands more resembled a lush subtropical rainforest than it did the arid landscape and grasslands that it does today. After the Paleocene Epoch, the period of time which the WIS disappeared, came the Eocene Epoch, a period where the land also known as North America was much wetter and humid, resembling subtropical climates of Asia and South America. This period gave way to the Oligocene Epoch, in which these landscapes continued to flourish with a lush variety of flora and fauna. About 5 million years ago, in the Miocene Epoch, the climate began a gradual cooling. At this time, ice sheets grew, different regions became more arid, and grasslands spread while forests died away. It's about this time that the lush, forested landscape that was active in what is now Badlands National Park began to change. The park and its landscape continued to change and shift over millions of years to the present day. But much of the groundwork for the park and its formations was due to these prehistoric periods and the impact they had on the land itself. Hey, everybody, we are actively planning our hiking for this year. And so you know what that means. Our moon travel guides are out and about. We're marking them up and we're writing in all of our notes. We sincerely love them and we use moon travel guides all the time. 
Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because their authors are real people who live in and know the areas they're writing about like the back of their hand. And we can trust them. From hikes to campsites to city sites to restaurants, Moon Travel has you covered. So ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed out abroad, planning to take on the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon travel guide with you. And through the end of 2024, our listeners can exclusively get 20% off any Moon travel guide when you go to moon.com. Use the code GAZE24 at checkout. That's right. That is Moon. Dot com and use code GAZE24, and that's G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon Travel Guide in Moon's entire library at moon.com, and that is exclusively for GAZE listeners. Hey everybody, we are actively planning our hiking for this year, and so you know what that means. Our moon travel guides are out and about, we're marking them up, and we're writing in all of our notes. We sincerely love them, and we use moon travel guides all the time. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because their authors are real people who live in and know the areas they're writing about like the back of their hand. And we can trust them. From hikes to campsites to city sites to restaurants, Moon Travel has you covered. So ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed out abroad, planning to take on the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon travel guide with you. And through the end of 2024, our listeners can exclusively get 20% off any Moon travel guide when you go to moon.com. Use the code GAZE24 at checkout. That's right. That is moon.com and use code GAZE24. And that's G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon Travel Guide in Moon's entire library at moon.com. And that is exclusively for GAZE listeners. Thinking about the park as a layer cake of geology can help you to better understand the impact of these periods and what parts of the park are owed to what particular epoch. Let's start at the bottom. The lowest layer of the park is that of Pierre Shale. Welcome to the stage, Pierre Shale. This is the lowest layer of the park's geology, and it's a product of the Western Interior Sea. Remember that there were periods where the WIS was anoxic, allowing for sea creatures to be better preserved. Well, this would be where we would find them. The layer directly above this is the Paleosoles, which would be what the yellow mounds in the park would be considered. This is also a remnant of the Western Interior Sea, as the shale left over from the Interior Sea weathered into fossilized soils, which often have a brighter color to them. Above that is the Shadron Formation, which includes light gray clay stone deposits. This layer would have been linked to the subtropical forest of the Eocene Epoch. Following this is the Brule Formation, when grasslands began to dominate the landscape in the early Oligocene Epoch. 
The most recent layer of formation, the Sharps formation, is mostly that of Rockyford Ash. Rocky. And was the byproduct of eruptions within the western United States, specifically Utah and Nevada supervolcanoes. Supervolcano. This layer is a sharp distinction from the layers below it and helps scientists to better date the rock layers on either side of it. About five million years ago, through an uplift of the region, Badlands National Park began to form in earnest through, you guessed it, Erosion. The park itself owes a great deal of its formations to the waters of the Cheyenne, White, and Bad Rivers. This regional uplift 5 million years ago created a plateau that these rivers ate into. The scarp, which is essentially a rock wall or slope, was formed as the waters ate through the layers of rock to form valleys and spired rock formations within the landscape itself. The layer of Rockford ash put up little resistance to eroding factors the waters cutting deeper into the Brule Formation and the Chaudron below it. And like many geological formations, from the hoodoos of Bryce Canyon National Park to the arches of Arches National Park, erosion again plays an important role that will continue to shift and change the landscape. While erosion is quite a ubiquitous process in the formation of landscapes and the geology of a region, the things that make the Badlands unique is that they are eroded land with ridges and deep channels with a lack of vegetation. Badlands National Park is not the only space that fits into this category, despite claiming the name. Abroad, New Zealand, Italy, Spain, and Argentina, among other places, all have locations that are considered bad. Badlands. In North America, aside from Badlands National Park itself, Makoshika State Park in Montana, Toadstool Geologic Park in Nebraska, and the Chinle Badlands within Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument are all stunning examples of Badlands landscapes. These spaces, through erosion, have wild and weird formations, of which can be found in other spaces, like canyons and hoodoos, but all oddly cohabitate in this one landscape. Through millions of years of weathering, the sedimentary rock has given way to deeper and deeper layers of earth, exposing a rich geological history, and in the case of Badlands National Park and some other Badlands landscapes, an incredible hotbed of fossil deposits. Looking at prehistoric North America and all its vast and wild changes definitely give a greater appreciation for not only the passage of time, but the way in which everything changes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everything does change. I mean, Badlands are very cool. They are. And I am totally fascinated by them. And yep. it's like, I think it's really helpful to like know all of this stuff about like the, the various... Uh, Geology. Well, the geology, but the layers. Yeah. Because, like, there's so much history that's literally just visible there in front of you. Oh, yeah. Like, when you when you look at it, Badlands Formation. I mean, geology is incredible in any space to just, oh, like, yeah. kind of, like, see. I'm thinking, you know, even when we were in Hot Springs recently, like, walking through the town of Hot Springs and seeing, like, like the cutaway of the earth that was, like, behind a parking lot, you know? Right. And just looking at that from the perspective of something that you don't typically get a chance to see because all of this is underground. But in Badlands, so much of it is exposed through erosion, our friend erosion. Having spent time in these spaces, it's interesting to see yet another weird and wild landscape, but one that is so different from the weird wild landscapes of other national parks that we visited. Yeah, this season of Gaze at the National Parks is brought to you by erosion. <laughs> The sources for today's episode include the National Park Service, BlackHillsBadlands.com, CretaceousAtlas.org, USParks.com, 
and the USGS report, Geology of Badlands National Park, a preliminary report by Philip W. Stoffer. And now let's end this episode with a game. Okay, Mike, are you ready for this category of Jeopardy style trivia? Sure. Okay, so I was inspired by the phrase Badlands. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is all emotion based lands. Well, <laughs> um, what's good lands? There's that song, I Want to Be Bad. Good's not an emotion. <laughs> no. Um, I Want to Be Bad by Willa Ford. Mm-hmm. Her, like, Willa full Ford? Name, you mean? No, Willa Ford, but Fjord would be really funny. Um, she was a drag queen that we. Willa Fjord. Yeah. yeah based mm-hmm. on the name Willa Ford. Yeah, yeah. Right. Whose name actually is Amanda Williford. Oh. Um, so this is an entire category about the. Uh, identify different uh, biographical facts about Amanda Williford. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not what <laughs> this like, category is. <laughs> well, it's been real, y'all. <laughs> I was inspired by the word bad. Mm-hmm. So this is an acronym game. Great. So um, BAD is the acronym. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to guess sure. what BAD could Based stand for. Based off of the clue. Based off of the clue. Great. For 100. BAD could stand for these two states of having a lot to do and being sad about it. What is busy and depressed? That's correct. (laughs) If it isn't me. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Great. For 200. Mm -hmm. Bad could stand for what you might be doing ocularly while sipping tea and witnessing something awkward. What's... (laughs) I think you need You're to describe what's clues. happening. I am giving You're you giving clues. You're giving me clues. They're I, visual yeah. cues. Um, what is blinking and drinking? That's right. <laughs> blinking and drinking. <laughs> right? You've never done that where something incredibly awkward is happening and you're just like blinking while taking a sip of something. Even if it's an imaginary something. Maybe it's just me. I do it all the time. Okay, great. Blinking and drinking. For 300 B-A-D could stand for how one might describe you if you were arrogant and extremely in need of attention. What is boastful and dusty? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And there it is, everybody. No. That's incorrect. I go go for it when it's there. (laughs) Incorrect. Incorrect. You go for the jugular. (laughs) Yep. I mean, Dusty is never incredibly in need of attention. Pause. Someone, I did a roast at someone's bachelor party, our friend Dave's Mm -hmm, bachelor mm -hmm. party. He and Mariella wrote all the music for this show. But I roasted everyone there. Um, My roast was described as um, basically like emptying a bucket of um, razor blades in front of a fan. (laughs) (laughs) Because I didn't show up to play around. Mm -hmm. But um, you do the same thing. I do. You do. Uh Just empty Uh, more razor blades in (laughs) front of the fan. Um, So incredibly in need of attention. Um, Boastful and dramatic. Um, I could take that. Um, Maybe focus on the extremely in need part of that phrase. What is boastful and desperate? (laughs) That's it. There you go. Okay. For Me on dating apps. <laughs> <laughs> All of us on dating apps. Yep. Okay, for 400, BAD could stand for what... Just, I want you to know that the self-deprecation is just happening over here as I also <laughs> spit it your way. Yeah, Razor blades in all directions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For 400, mm-hmm. BAD could stand for what you might be doing if you were yelling at a Labrador in their language. 
What is barking and drooling? <laughs> <laughs> well, I this isn't an the A does not stand for and here. Oh. What is barking at dog? There you go. Yeah. There you go. But barking and drooling is great. <laughs> and for five hundred. B A D could stand for what you'd have if you only had two of the golden girls. Oh my god. My brain just like Did I Oh my gosh. Well, who's B and um mm-hmm. Yeah, which of the Golden Girls starts with a B. I hope everybody Oh, B Arthur. Mm. Oh, we're looking for the character actual character name. names. Oh, okay. Who are who's Blanche and um Dorothy. Sorry. I there was like go. looking for an A in my brain and I don't know why. I was like, there's no one with an A. Nope. Blanche and Dorothy is correct. Mm-hmm. You and me. That's right. Mm -hmm. At various times, depending on the circumstance, Mm -hmm. we inhabit one of them. Mm -hmm. On dating apps. (laughs) Right. This has been Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often. And that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gaze at the National Parks.com. That's Gaze, G A Z E. All original art work featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the Gaze Shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and Mariella Klinger with Sean's Cleos on guitar. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode that we run the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Middlesex County, New Jersey. Thank you.